Hey everyone, welcome to Podcasts on Infinite Earths. On today's episode, we are discussing The Last Action Hero, a early 90s uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger film which many of you might not have heard of. And to save you from having to watch the film, don't. It's over two hours long. I just thought I'd explain briefly what it's about, just so you understand what the hell we're talking about. Um, basically, it is. Uh, it was meant to be a satire of action films. Um, it went through production hell, ended up becoming a satire pretty much of itself. Uh, the movie's about this sad little boy who spends his nights at this failing movie theatre. The uh, old man theatre owner gives him a magic movie ticket that lets him go into his favourite movie, which is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's fictional character of Jack Slater so it's a movie within a movie and the kid goes into the movie and uh, all sorts of hijinks ensue um, it's not a good film but it's also an amazing film for all the wrong reasons so um, like I said don't take two hours out of your day to watch this just Wikipedia it or something um, anyway as always please check out our social medias for yet another amazing poster done for us as always by Batman the animated fan on Instagram our social media is podcasts on infinite earths on Facebook podcasts on infinite earths on Instagram and podcasts OIE on Twitter okay everyone enjoy the show in an age of turmoil can free idiots discussing movies change the world? No! Buckers! On infinite earths. Right, well, no time for pleasantries, guys, because I will get my hair cut. I will assume you are both doing well, unless I'm told otherwise. Uh... Let's just crack on, shall we? Welcome, everyone, to Podcast on Infinite Earths, the rapid-fire episode. Uh, I'm Lewis. I'm Tom. Well, I'm also Tom. Yeah, 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 good, good. <laughs> Today, oh boy, we have watched a movie. <laughs> we have watched uh, a film that I first discovered as a child and was mentally scarred by but as i've grown older uh nothing's changed so today is the last action hero guys what did you think of this (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) well judging by the runtime it feels like i've watched several movies at once yeah why is it that all the films we keep picking are the longest films in the world I, i don't know I don't. Wait, I, know, I know why this one is because they didn't finish it. It wasn't meant to be this long. <laughs> it, um, I mean, we'll come on to it, but as, as you know, we've we've discussed a few films that had some production problems. There's very few films in in history that have had quite as many uh, problems throughout production from day one as this film did. Um, but oh, but, oh, oh! Quick facts. We do some quick facts. Quick facts. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> quick facts. Uh, oh boy, where do we get? Um, you got fruit in your drink, fancy boy. Yes. You can't have skin without fruit, mate. I'm not an animal. I, I definitely. <laughs> that's just iron brew. I definitely don't have fruit in there. <laughs> iron brew has never seen fruit. <laughs> where was i um so Quick last back. action hero released in 1993 unfinished as i said budget believe it or not 
85 million dollars <laughs> a lot of a lot of money on absolutely nothing um box office 137 million dollars yikes not good uh, when you add on about a 30 million dollar marketing budget onto that production budget they did not make money on this film um starring arnold schwarzenegger charles mm-hmm. dance Austin O'Brien, Tim Noonan, Ian McKellen for a little bit, Tina Turner briefly, oh, da- Danny DeVito sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who who doesn't star in this film is, is easy to say. Um, and directed by uh, John McTiernan, who, of course, directed Die Hard. Um, if, I don't know where to begin, quite frankly. <laughs> 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 the, 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 it's such a stupid movie. It, yeah, yeah, a lot happens in this film. Yeah, it goes I mean, very quickly from Naked Gun to um, Blade Runner in the space <laughs> of like half an hour. It's, I, I just, I, I look, I know this isn't a good film, but I just love it so much. Like, I had such a good time watching it, and I, and I, I can see the moments. I think, well, that needed another month in the editing studio because there's there's bits of the film that you, you could chop out completely and it's the same film um but there's just i, I genuinely laughed at this film on numerous occasions not least when arnold schwarzenegger is fireman's lifting a dead fat man yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it a fun film but it's it's ah oh. My favourite line from it is when that guy gets an ice cream cone to the back of their head. That's my fact. I, I genuinely <laughs> did a big belly laugh when that happened. <laughs> I iced that guy to cone a <laughs> Oh, God. Just nobody commits to terrible one-liners as well as Arnold Schwarzenegger does. There is nobody else that could have led this film... Other than him, quite frankly. Um, but am I, I right just think yeah, he wasn't you, supposed to. Though. Am I? Am I? Have I read right that he wasn't supposed to be starring in this film? The the character he plays was supposed to be like a caricature of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And yeah, it was like, always yeah, meant to be. Yeah, it was always meant to be him. But I think that the character changed. Um, the 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 movie was originally. Um, uh, concocted by these uh, like college graduates that wanted to make a parody of action films. Um, then they pitched it to the studio, then they got sacked, and they brought on Shane Black, who wrote Lethal Weapon. He rewrote it, then they rewrote it again. It went through about six rewrites to the point that it, it ended up becoming almost the very thing they were parodying, I think. Uh, but I think you can see glimpses of a really clever movie. It, they just never quite managed to figure out how to do it. It's yeah, like it's almost who framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, yeah, it, it's 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 almost it, that. It's, it doesn't quite get there. Yeah, and it's like other films then figure like Scream figures this out, like Cabin in the Woods figure out how to deconstruct a genre much better than they do here because the end, like the the final act of this film becomes the thing they were trying to make fun of, and it just completely goes off the rails. But. Um, like the the opening sequence in the film on the rooftop with um, Jack Slater versus Ripper is so 
ludicrous. Like every, yeah. it's every action movie trope in two minutes, and it, and that's what the film needed to be. Just just that. I would have just watched an entire parody of an action film that didn't need it to be framed as a magic ticket. I would have just watched a Jack Slater film quite yeah, happily. Get, get rid of the kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did like the yeah the angry black sergeant is always. Oh. That. screamed every single line. I think I got about one out of five words. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it, it's like when he when he screams and shatters the glass in his office. It's like those are the stupid moments <laughs> that, that stupid. I do. That the the film is best when they are in the Jack Slater film. It's like oh, here's a couple of acres. It took me a moment, but that is actually a generally good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that whole whole moment when Jack Slater's just like waltzing through all the police around him. It just does just that whole like renegade. He, he's like that. Um, what's that character called in The Simpsons? The um, McBain. No, the oh, they, they have like a. No, it's they, they have a parody of a, a like a police officer, and it's like. Um, Oh god, I can't remember his name. It's like a cop show that Homer watches. I can't remember it now though. Because oh, that's what he's like. He's so like so ridiculously um, not by the book. Yeah. But I am now just thinking like you got to do things by the book, by book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger in Hamlet. I do. To be or not to be. Not to be. <laughs> yeah, 8K47, that does it for me. Yeah. <laughs> not enough assault rifles in Shakespeare. I've been saying this for years. Saying well, it. You remember in like high school when you were learning about um, Romeo and Juliet and the teacher was too lazy to put the original on, so you just watched the DiCaprio one? Yeah. <laughs> you ended up writing an essay about it and you were like, so they meet at a petrol station and then they draw their guns and shoot each other. Oh, so good. Um, so the, the movie was originally meant to be called um, Extremely Violent. That was the the title they pitched for the movie, which in itself is a better title because it's just stupid. Um, but they they put it out um, a week before another little film released called Jurassic Park. So that didn't really help because then no. everyone went to watch Dinosaurs, um, and the, the the movie studio apparently refused to postpone the release date. Um, and I have a quote here from John McTiernan, which I just find hilarious. Uh, he said, uh, it's largely unedited and large portions of it still appear exactly as it was when it left the camera. There's a really neat movie in there somewhere. In order to get a sense of fun that was clear to the audience, it needed tightening and it needed another month in the editing to do that. And I think you can tell. <laughs> you know, yeah. Do you know what film I want to see? Kraus and the Rabbi. Yeah. Like, yeah, the the whole thing is like, it is like a McBain movie at times. But then you see those moments that are just really 
strange. Like the, the whole home invasion scene at the start is completely pointless and yeah. just weird. Well, they spend half the time in the real world being like, oh, yeah, New York's awful. Oh, yeah. What is with the New York in this? Like you said, it is like Blade Runner. Like, it's like some dystopian New York. It's only meant to be, what's meant to be the 80s? 90s? No, it's meant to be the 80s. Yeah. I just love it, though. I love when, I mean, it's near the end, isn't it? I can't really talk about it, but the ending to me was better than the rest of the film. having these cartoon characters come out of this film and then into the actual normal every day we'll probably talk about it but when Charles Dance shoots that guy and he shouts to everyone I've just murdered someone oh love (laughs) it I wrote it down my favourite line is I did it on purpose (laughs) (laughs) There's there's something very like Basil Fawlty Monty Python about that whole whole sequence because it is so absurd. Uh, but again, it's it's Charles Dance. He makes it, it, Oh, he does. He is exquisite. And honestly, I think Arnie is really good in this film. Like, yeah. I, I I am a, a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger apologist. I just find him very watchable. Jingle all the way. An absolutely fine Christmas movie. In my eyes, second best, yeah. <laughs> Behind Die Hard, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, the I think, like you said, some part of the problem though is the um, our, our eyes through the movie are a really whiny little shitty kid, <laughs> so that doesn't help matters. Uh, every fourth note is, I hate this kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, he spends the whole movie explaining the same thing over and over and He's, over again. And, yeah. ah. He is very overbearing, isn't he? Do you know one thing you shouldn't say to a child you've just met? Yep, absolutely. Premature ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what, guys? This film is so crazy that I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> I'm just like, what? That happened? I think because yeah. I've never seen the film, this is the first time I've seen it, I think I was just looking at everything and going, oh. what the you made yeah. me watch. It, <laughs> it is absolutely relentless, this film. There, there isn't a moment, like, I have got a novel of notes here and I still managed to miss a premature ejaculation note. <laughs> that is how That is how much nonsense this film throws at you. Uh, but yeah, uh, Danny, Danny, whatever his last name is, is is your sort of um, main, you know, way through the movie. He he hangs out with that sad old man at the at the theater. Um, don't know what's going on there. Don't want to know what's going on there. And he has a yeah, magic he's kind, ticket. He's kind of creepy. It's a kind bit of like, creepy. Yeah, you need a ticket. It's like, oh, are you in shadow? This is a weirdly <laughs> yeah. shot scene. <laughs> You invited a kid to the cinema at midnight to watch a special screening. Yeah, yeah, and he even made a point of saying, there'll be nobody else here but me. Mm, Um, So, yeah. uh, He went on to own a toy shop. Oh, is that him from Home Alone too? Yeah, it is. Oh, that doesn't make it any better. (laughs) That does not make it any better. I like to think these are in the same universe. And he thought, he's like, fuck this. I'm out of the movie business. This is too much for me. 
Oh, you know what this movie needed? Macaulay Culkin. Yes. There we go. It would have made equally as much sense if he'd shown up in it, because some of the cameos in this film just do not make any sense. Why is Little Richard in it? Yeah. Oh, the... <laughs> MC Hammer's in it, no? Yeah, MC Hammer's in it. Uh, Chevy Chase is in it. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's obviously there. Um, How much were they getting? Is this, is this why the like the budget was so ballooned? Because they were yes. getting like quite big stars for like two seconds. Yeah, absolutely. And you know these, they were like, look, if you want me, you got to pay for it. Um, well, you know, I read about Charles Dance. Apparently they wanted Alan Rickman, but he was too yes. expensive. Yes, so, they did. Uh, Charles Dance found out and he turned up to the first day of shooting with a T-shirt that said, I'm cheaper than Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. Yeah, well, of course, Rickman worked with uh, John McTeen on, on Die Hard, so I assume he would have been his first choice. But I thought Charles Dance was excellent. He's yeah. one of the highlights of the film because he's he's one of those actors that he always gives 100% in everything he does even when he's reading out those um, autobiographies on Big Fat Quiz of the Year he does it with such finesse and like I said, you can listen to him doing pretty much anything um, I love watching Charles Dance pull a dead guy's finger to make him yeah. yes <laughs> I <laughs> Just sit there thinking this is this is Tyrion Lannister. Tywin. Tywin Lannister. Calm down, nerds. You just got it wrong. It's fine. <laughs> there, yeah, there are so many little things in this movie which are kind of brilliant. Yeah. Like the little finger pull, the ice cream cone to the back of the head really got me. <laughs> it's just. Even when they're, they're driving to that fat guy's funeral and Arnie goes, he's going to release gas one last time. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> they do it all with such sincerity. And it some of it is is just spectacular. Um, like when, when, it where he carries him out of the coffin. He's like, he needs a doctor. And he's like I, running really fast. Yeah, the guy's like, I'm, I'm a doctor. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> You're a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my say- God. It is amazing. See, you love it. You cannot not love this film. And when Danny first goes into it and they, I, I, no, it's, I think he's watching the Jack Slater film and Jack Slater goes to his <laughs> second cousin Frank's house. And then Frank his survives. Fa- favourite second cousin. Yes. Frank <laughs> survives just long enough to get out his exposition and then he finds those countdown cards. I, agree. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. It was so good. <laughs> but it takes him until one to realise what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bomb. Oh, how does, my God. How does the bomb work? Like, yeah, how... What if he found those three seconds later? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if he turned up to his house and it was just on fire and he was like, <laughs> there were roadworks. <laughs> 10 minutes late to this bomb <laughs> that's what i mean but oh and then the the police officer has that classic i was two days till retirement in a tree yeah he's in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's, my god I, I think this film needed to pick a direction because there's you could either go all out with that kind of thing yeah which would have yeah. been brilliant 
or all out with uh, there's lots of different films going on at the same time kind of thing. I completely agree. And I, I wrote a note saying pretty much that. I said the film either needs to be um, entirely just the Jack Slater parody um, or they don't spend as much time with the Jack Slater parody because it, it becomes a, like two different movies. And, and I agree. I think if, they were, if it was just a Jack Slater film, it could have been one of the funniest, best action movies you've yeah. ever got. Um, but because it, it 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 gets a bit confused and muddled with trying to work in this golden ticket bollocks, and then and, and then you've just got this little kid constantly trying to subvert everybody in the film, and they're all just like, shut the fuck up, will you? Yeah, I think it it could work if they knew it was it. Like, yeah, we we know. Yeah. It's Danny yeah, DeVito than... as a cat, of course, we're in a film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he's like, why is there a cat over there? It's like, well, he was only on leave for two days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we'll come back to so What's your point? Yeah. <laughs> it's so I, cute. Oh, it's it's great. Um, the, so the, the, it's all of the action, like all the police officers, all the detectives, do they all exist in one universe? Is that what they're that, the That's the thing that... I don't know. Yeah, I, that's what i mean i either focus on the one universe or have the whole universe be multiple universes like have like a random cowboy film going on down the road or something yeah yeah because because there's films don't they like you you see the term t1000 walk out of i love yeah you see robert patrick just are they do they exist in this universe? And on the back of that, do you think that all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's films he's been replaced by Sylvester Stallone? I reckon yeah. <laughs> I would love that. Would you love to watch Kindergarten Cop with Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, I don't know. Who is your darling? It's the Chimmy. <laughs> guys alone <laughs> these are some good impressions yep. um yeah that that's the thing like the 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 film confuses itself and then that's when it loses its way when it, it can't decide what it wants to be so you just get these moments that are funny but it, it never quite you know comes together to make any sort of sense um but i do like the fact that i've just got a, a note in all capitals that just says oh yeah shit there's an animated cat yeah. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten about that, and then he he, he becomes the quite. He does. Because <laughs> <You can laughs> then he's like, "Whiskers, where have you been?" <laughs> you can tell though when they run out of budget because there is a, a genuine scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger has been shot. Spoilers, and he's on the floor, and the cat runs towards him, and then just disappears from the scene completely. They <laughs> <laughs> just stop oh. animating halfway through. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell where that's where they've just run out of money. Um, but yeah, again, I've got another note here. Just far too many scenes of Danny trying to prove it's a movie. It just gets it, it tiresome. Yeah. Every character is like, "You're not real. Oh, leave him alone, Danny." Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, later on, we like Arnie asking something is like, "It's too hard to explain." But you've been explaining it the entire film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut oh. up. <laughs> wow. There's that really stupid bit where. Um, the guy from Amadeus 
is uh, mm. it's like, who, who was I supposed to have killed? And he goes, some guy called Mo. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> yeah. Mozart. Mo who? Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh, it is so stupid. So, would you like to hear uh, a little bit of advertising trivia for this film? Yeah. No. (laughs) Well, moving on. So, um, Columbia Pictures, who I think were were bankrupted by this movie, um, spent half a million dollars on a advertising stunt where they put the movie advert on the side of a space shuttle. (laughs) That's some next level hubris right there. Uh, I think the whole concept was it's out of this world. Oh boy. It's not about space. (laughs) No, exactly. (laughs) Oh, just... Just add that to the the long list of um, disasters this film went through. They the test screening was apparently a complete disaster, which that led to um, emergency reshoots, uh, rewrites. I, I I want to know what the bloody test screening was because they didn't seem to improve it drastically. It was still a mess by the time they finished it. Um, but apparently after the test screening, they, they worked, you know, into the early hours doing rewrites to get the, the, the reshoots, you know, booked in and sorted. Uh, ju- just a complete shit show from start to finish. And it's it's such a shame. But I, I think somehow the mess that we got has become the reason it's so memorable. <laughs> yeah. That's something to that. Can we, um, can we talk about when... Uh, Danny takes uh, Jack Slater to um, Charles Dance's house and that big goon opens the door and Arnie just goes, can I speak to the drug dealer of the house, please? That's great. <laughs> my, my problem with that is the score is suddenly racist. Hmm. Right, an Asian guy from the store, therefore we have to have chopsticks in the background. Um... Well... Charles Dance's character does does call Vivaldi a, a spaghetti slurping moron at one point, so there's a few <laughs> racial problems in this film elsewhere. Is it supposed to be odd job? I, I yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty confident it is. Um, I do have another note in capital letters. It just says Rottweiler Pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific training. Click once, pyramid. Click twice. <laughs> yeah, dead. <laughs> like that's like that's some really good like you know shithousery from you know Charles Dance. Like make them think his dogs are really like clever, and then they savage you from their human pyramid. Well, dog pyramid. Um, that's, there's just so many moments where I proper belly laughed, and then get got confused immediately afterwards. Arnold Schwarzenegger gives up very easily. Like, when he's at the door and Danny's like, oh, the guy with a fake eye it had a target on it, a crosshair. And uh, he says, let me see your eye. And he shows him, it's a smiley face, and he goes, see, it's, it's not a crosshair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's obviously a villain, and he's got a fake eye. It's him. And while I'm talking about it, what is the logic behind his eye? Is it completely missing? I, I don't know, because he takes it out, and he looks like there's still an eye there. 
and I, I don't yeah. know if that's just a, a CGI problem. I it, reckon it, it's, not. it's very probably uh, an editing problem that they just forgot to edit out his eyeball. <laughs> so he leaves her exploding eye in. Yes, uh, in a daughter's. Yeah. Which, um, he takes it out of his head. So he leaves that exploding eyeball, but he also takes it out of his head and puts it on those spoons. I'm not even going to go into the spoon display. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? This this is a problem I had writing notes for this film because I was writing things down. I thought, that's really stupid. And I was like, oh, well, it's meant to be stupid. But is it meant to be that stupid? And I, I couldn't figure out what they'd done on purpose and what was just bad writing. <laughs> it was really hard to figure out, is that meant to be a joke or is that just a mistake? Because there was, it, it, oh, this fucking film. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, no, it, just, it, it yo-yos completely. Like, there's bits which aren't funny. Like, birds for like the kid when he's going, like he's biking towards the car. And yeah. Like, this will work. Oh no, wait! I'm a comedy psychic. I've just written nope. Yeah. No, <laughs> no you're not. No. Psychics are funny. And then it's almost like an ET parody then as well. Yeah, which I think yeah. is intentional as well. Like, it's there's yeah, there's so much potential. Absolutely, yeah, and it's just oh, it's just all over the place. I would have loved to have seen more um, films coming into it. I would have loved to have seen like them dragging out because at the end, Charles Dance says, "Who shall I bring out? Dracula, King Kong? Just do it. Don't talk about doing it. Yeah, why have you not got Dracula already? (laughs) Yeah, why get this random guy with an axe when you could get Freddy Krueger?" Or... Yeah. yeah, some of the most famous villains in history, and you get Ripper. <laughs> they, they easily could have made it into, like, you know, Lego Batman, you know, where he pulls out, like, Voldemort and the yeah. Daleks. Yeah. It could have been like that. Yeah, yeah I feel like. I feel like if they made it now, they would be able to do it better because I think audiences now have a better concept of these meta themes because we've had a lot, you know, things like your family guy is very meta. You've had like Cabin in the Woods and all the Scream films. And then, like you said, even the Lego movie that that, that incorporates multiple other franchises. Um, And maybe at the time they were. uh, Not sure people would get what they were trying to do. So they wanted to keep it all in universe. But then I said they do then sprinkle in, like I said, Stallone and the T1000, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, the the bit that completely shook me out of the movie, even though I loved him, is uh, Magneto, uh, Ian McKellen. Yes, because like, sure, you you deafest the ticket is randomly brought. The actual death out of the movie, but it's then one is his powers work. Yeah, and he's just—he's actually deaf. Yeah, it's—it's like, it's really, really strange. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously this this happens right at the end, and he doesn't really serve any purpose. I no. I I don't know if Ian McKellen was just visiting set for the week, and they thought Ian. Do you, want to, do you want to be in the film at the end? We've got ten minutes to fill in. Yeah, because it's just, it's weird. it implies that he's real. Yeah, because even he knows though he's him. in a movie. 
Yeah. yeah, because he knows who Danny is. He knows when Danny's going to die, which, again, that's a really dark theme to bring into it. Like, the <laughs> inevitability of death is suddenly a theme in this action movie parody. Um, yeah, it's just that needed. Like, look, I love Ian McKellen, but they, they could have got rid of all of that. And it's the same film. Yeah. Is, is he Ian McKellen in this universe? <laughs> No. <laughs> I is, wanted Ian, to be. is Ian McKellen death? There is your question. I don't think he's yeah, but... in the Seventh Seal, so I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's just oh God. Um, so yeah, they they have that scene at um, Jack Slater's daughter's house when his his daughter manages to um, flip a guy over her head with just her left leg. Um, she, she she has got some lower body strength. I did quite. Uh, I quite enjoyed the fact that she's like the whole pretending that she's being beaten up, but she's kicking his ass. That was that yeah, was quite the, fun. The scream fighting is an interesting tactic. Yeah, because that went <laughs> that started to go through me a little bit. That um, was horrible. It she was. was like uh, took me um, ages as well to be like, oh, Billy Madison. Yes. I could not place her at all. It was... yeah. Doesn't he say that she was in Gone with the Wind as well? No, it's a, you know, <laughs> he makes was... a, little, yeah. a little joke about he, he's going to say you're in Gone with the Wind next. So ah. so that, that film exists in this film. <laughs> so there's, yeah. a, there's a wrinkle <laughs> for you. Just alone. <laughs> I just like the idea that he's in every film. Like he's just <laughs> the lead in everything. Oh, wow. That, that that is what yeah I want Stallone in Casablanca. Great really, my dear, I don't give a damn. Do you know what though? <laughs> <laughs> Again, great, great. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> you know what, what really sort of twisted my head when they went to Blockbuster and they saw Stallone as Terminator. Yeah. Well, does that mean Stallone is? Sylvester Stallone in that universe. He's an actor called Sylvester Stallone. I don't know, Tom. I yeah. just don't know. So he's not an action hero. So is there another universe where <laughs> Terminator with Sylvester Stallone and he is... <laughs> so who plays Rambo in this universe then? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, Jesus <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> To be like just Jim Belushi or something like. So what? What the fuck happens when you get the Expendables in this universe? Who is who? <laughs> <laughs> what happens? And there's Ian McKellen. Just <laughs> <laughs> in his, his robe. Um, oh, uh, he he looks like, oh, like oh, an old fishwife. <laughs> <in that top. laughs> I um I love when uh. Danny hands Jack Slater that piece of paper. He definitely wrote cunt on that piece of yeah. paper. <laughs> say it. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to say it. Freaky little kid. <laughs> oh, and then, then they find the eyeball that explodes. I just wrote, come on. <laughs> just come on. Why would you have an explosive in your head? Because you're an evil villain. It's just stupid. You know, you know what I can say about these explosions? They're all very courteous. Um, they wait until you've actually found the explosive to then <laughs> go off. Um. <clears throat> and then it, it has that great cutaway, though, to them back in the uh, uh, Lieutenant Decker's office. And they're just, they have that like Looney Tunes exploded hair effect. 
Um, because like that's funny. That's genuinely funny. Just the explosion cut to them. Fine, just a little bit burnt in, in an office. Yeah. I, do, I do like the how they. Pl- I think they could have done it more. They where they have the tropes and they, and they play with the tropes, and then when yeah. they go to the real world, they don't work. Which I like that. Like he punches the window and his hand hurts. Of course, his hand hurts. Yeah. <laughs> but then um, I think that this is like you said they they don't spend enough time with either version of the movie like it's it either needs to be i i think you're in the jack slater film briefly to get an idea of this and then it's fish out of water he's now in the real world or it's predominantly all in jack slater rather than you get that sort of half and half sort of uh and just construct. get rid of a kid just throw him in a bin yeah yeah we're all about throwing kids in the bin on this podcast. Throw them in the bin. Unless it was Macaulay Culkin, in which case I think he could have made he it. He could have pulled it off, yeah. Yeah, a much better film. Because uh, Macaulay Culkin has such a great scream. Just <laughs> 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 think he puts on the, the cologne. Um, the funeral scene then, when they go to this, um, they, they they figure out they're going to explode the fat guy. Um Again, there's a lot of nice little gags in here because um, he, he leaves Danny in the car. It's like, oh, there's a gun in the glove compartment. He opens the glove compartment and like oh 15 guns. guns come out. <laughs> like just really like it is very naked gun-esque in that respect, like you said. Just lots of really stupid gags. But then this is another one of these scenes. Like there's a few moments where they could cut 10 minutes out of this sequence and it would be a much snappier, funnier um and again, I think this is where it comes down to the fact they didn't get to finish editing the film. Yeah. Is that boiling tar? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, that's Real tar. Because uh, I, <laughs> I know there is like a tar pit somewhere in California like that. Let me Google it. Although it does lead to one of the best lines in the film, which is silent but deadly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have literally written it down. <laughs> because that is when I wrote, no one can deliver shit dialogue as well as Arnie. Oh. I just like it when he's wiping that tar off him with those paper towels. And <laughs> it is perfectly clean. <laughs> yeah, but, but Danny think, has that little comment saying like, that tar sticks to most people. <laughs> like it, it's it's one of my favorite sequences but one of the worst because the the actual bit when he's stealing the dead body is spectacular but the scene just prior to that when you have that um standoff with the um is it a corrupt police officer yeah the fbi guy yeah uh, that that goes on a bit and you have these weird little transitions where the screen flips to him being handcuffed it, it's just it's just strange and then they can cut all of that out because it, it, it doesn't add anything to the film and I'm why, fairly why would Schwarzenegger follow him if he knew there wasn't a side entrance to the hotel he, he, yeah he's like there's no side entrance it's like, well, why are you here then you fucking idiot yeah. <laughs> um, yes the, the tire pits are a real thing but are they boiling or is it like gas coming up because either oh. way you're not going to be a good way, are you? <laughs> he would have died. Yeah. Uh, is it like Newtonian fluid as well? Like the the harder you hit it, the more fluid it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can you imagine? 
Oh, he just splats when he hits it. Um, great height. Do you know, yeah. hanging from that crane as well, this film, I know it's supposed to comment on action film tropes, but that trope where in every film, three minutes lasts about six hours. Mm. It's it look watch and it's been like 20 minutes and only two minutes gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just... I'm, not, I'm not hoping that he dies from nerve toxin. Um, yeah. it just and then... <laughs> and then obviously the, the fat guy explodes anyway. If anything, in a far more dangerous place than he would have been on the roof. <laughs> He's in boiling tar. <laughs> So oh, why, why did Arnie want to stop Charles Dance from killing this crime family? Because um, there was a nun with a gun and you can't kill enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, again, this film, so much happens, I forgot that everyone is packing at this funeral. Yeah, true. <laughs> is this basically... the, whole, the whole premise to that bit was because he couldn't kill a nun. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? Is it a bit like, you know, the original Batman film where he's running around with that bomb and he runs into like a nun and turns around and there's some duckling swimming. Oh, I'm just, I am all about Arnold Schwarzenegger pretending to be a dead person who's come back to life. Oh, there's yeah. your film. <laughs> when he just leans in, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's... I'm just going to say it. This is Arnold's best film. <laughs> there we it's, go. It's one of his better performances, I feel, out of that time period. Yeah. Like, yeah, because he's, you know, I mean, obviously Terminator is his best film, but I would gladly watch this again. I'm not going to lie. Um, because, it, you know, for, the problems with this film aren't with the actors aside from Danny, uh, because most of the actors do a really good job. You know, Frank McGray that plays uh, Lieutenant Decker, his ability to shout every line is exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> it is exquisite. And obviously Charles Dance is is, is superb. Um, ex- except when he breaks the fourth wall and just starts talking to us. I found that really unsettling. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's not, it's weird. It's one of those things where it could have been fixed if he actually knew he was in a movie. Exactly. He hadn't had that explained to him yet. No. And, uh, uh. Yeah, it's um, it's just weird. It's just really weird. And it, it just, it's it's quite a jarring moment that, you know, look, there's, there's a lot in this film that can take you out of the movie. But that, because... He has one glance to the camera and says a line, and you think, "Oh, was that just a mistake? Was he not meant to look at the?" And then he, he full on, he's, he's staring into your soul, and you're like, oh, "Okay, this is this it's is happening." Like they didn't want to make a cohesive story, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love this film. This movie. I would love some spin-offs to the movies. You know, I've already said Krauss and the Rabbi. Yeah, Did you notice when he was packing up his desk? Um, in the background there was Gimp Cop. Gimp was one of them in a motorcycle helmet and red leather and stuff. So what are these movies? Like, there's... How, 
How much do you want to watch a TV serial of just Gimp Cop and Cartoon Cat? Yes. <laughs> yeah, this... The, the Jack Slater universe is crying out to become the next big cinematic universe with yeah. TV series on Disney+. Plus. I would love, like, a CSI movie, like, film, like, series thing, but it is just this police station. <laughs> and I... each week you're just following a different parent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I would gladly watch an entire series of Whiskers. Yeah. Just Danny DeVito as as Whiskers. I would watch that all day long. That is funny. It's, it's just, great. It's amazing. If you sit there and just watch all of the police officers in the background, there are some. I, I want to see more of them and less of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I need to go back in and... Um, do I need like, to go back and do it? Maybe not. No, but there's like black and white Humphrey Bogart. There's like... <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's a lot going on and you can see how easily it can go wrong because I think they do try to do too much. There's just far too much going on. Even the title annoys me. Like It should be the last action hero and it's just last action hero. <laughs> Even that bothers me. and I don't know why. Andy's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's the implication at the end is that he's he's broken movies, like people can't <laughs> make action movies anymore because he'll just turn up on the screen like, no, you're in a film, stop it, let's go have a chat. Well, <laughs> yeah, this is another thing, you know, th- there is somewhere in there some quite poignant themes about, you know, like just existentialism and like what is the purpose of 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 life almost because yeah, like- they. <laughs> I, I love it a bit, like a bit where he gets all like, why, why have you done this to me? Yeah. Why did you kill my son? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the the, the film skirts around some really interesting themes. Um, like you said about like you know, it, it, it's almost like the, the the commenting on is our life predetermined to to an extent, or can we choose our own futures and destinies? But then they just zip right to Charles Dance with an umbrella. Yeah, like if it if it did more of a fish out of water stuff, you could see him like looking up for writers for the movie. Yeah, and, like turning up at their door, but why? Yeah, why? <laughs> Can you imagine though if if um, Arnold Schwarzenegger decided to just go and tell everyone in his universe that they're in a movie? We would get like, <laughs> we'd get whiskers, but a Joker esque kind of whiskers, you know, oh, where he's oh, in an wow. crisis. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what does it all matter? We're all just cards in a machine. It's <laughs> all so predetermined. Oh, wow. Just grab someone. I'm two D. Two D. So once once Charles Dance has uh, addressed the audience directly, he he then visits the real world. Um, when again it feels like a different film completely because then you get like you said the the fish out of water stuff and then it's a it's a whole different take on the action movie tropes because rather than danny knowing what's going to happen it's 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 jack slater not knowing how things work and again it's just the film doesn't really it's a very unbalanced film is, is what i'm saying 
But we do get that exquisite moment when Jack, uh, not Jack, when Charles Dance shoots the guy. And like you said, it's that amazing, I've just killed a man. <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> so good. That really so got good. me. <laughs> and he does that really right smile to the camera, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, he's having a great time. They all are, and it's just—it's such a shame that it, it never becomes—it uh, doesn't fulfil its its potential, really. Um, Why is Maria Shriver in this? Well, that dated the movie a bit for me. I was like, oh dear. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> um, they, um, the the movie premiere is another scene that indulges itself a bit too much. Um, because then they do, they cram it with all these cameos. Um, and to go to the extent to give Arnold Schwarzenegger, Maria Shriver, a really weird little don't talk about the restaurant subplot. Like, what? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Why? It, it didn't do their marriage any like favours from the outside. It just seemed like they're constantly bickering. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there's that I mean, genuine concern that she has constantly. Like when they were married, was she just concerned that he was just going to talk about restaurants? I, I assume so. Maybe. Yes. I what think a she, bit of, she what about a herself. insight to their tedious lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alicia's not shitting in his bed like Amber Heard, so that's something. <laughs> let's, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have been completely engrossed with that story for two weeks now. Quite frankly, they both sound like terrible people. Yeah, there's no winners in that case. No, absolutely not. Maybe we don't want to ride it for being out of that relationship years ago. But other than that, no. Um, yeah, it just the, the, the movie gets weird because suddenly it's it, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger for real, um, and he he body tackles himself and can't figure out that it's it's him, implying that Arnold Schwarzenegger is just a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> come on I, I did quite like the whole I don't like you <laughs> yeah again this is this is he says you know you've brought me nothing but pain that sounds like a commentary on like Arnold's life but it's it, it, there's something there's almost a really deep film and then it's just they they, they just glance at these really heavy themes and then it, it's it's the next gag yeah you can tell it's been like you said rewritten by um, however many different people at different times, because it is six so different times. movies torn up and shoved uh, together. Yeah, 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 it, it is, and it's very, very noticeable. Um, but it's like all the writers have not spoken to each other, and nobody <laughs> knew exactly what the film was about or who it was about. They've literally just written their own story, and then they've just said, yeah, stick it in, fine. Yeah. It would it would almost work better as a as a series, so you can just you know really dig into the things they're trying to do, uh, but failing at, at doing. Um, but the the villain of the story, aside from Charles Dance, that Ripper, he genuinely terrified me when I was younger. I was when I said yeah when I said that this film scarred me. Him, I thought he was horrifying. Although he's got and, plastic, like, well, he's evidently plastic. 
budget, Tom. That's I, quite, budget. I quite like the design of that. Like they've, they've obviously thought it through, like the whole like fold-up axe that he takes out and assembles and stuff. It's, and you then, can see him as a villain. Yeah. He, um, he's, he's not a, a badly designed villain by any means. It's just like you said earlier, if, if you're going to go down the route of uh, Benedict is retrieving supervillains, go and get Darth Vader, you know, go and get... <laughs> just do shit or get off the pot. Right. <laughs> that is the perfect tagline for this film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Um, so yeah, the, the the film then sort of reaches its climax back on, you know, as as a, a mirror of the start of the film on on the roof in the rain. Ripper throws Danny off the roof. Uh, grim, really grim. Um, obviously, again, this is when the film becomes the very thing it's making fun of because Danny should have died. By all the rules they've set up, you don't survive that. He should have just hit the ground and have been shattered into a million pieces you you've read my right rewrite haven't you (laughs) (laughs) and in tom's fan fiction danny hit the ground head first and exploded (laughs) i wonder what that actor's doing nowadays do you think he's in films anymore i hope not should should we look on imdb (laughs) and see if if he's been hired for anything after this you think he's in like sharknado or something you know like where they do oh oh, look immunist you remember him no. <laughs> Frankie Muniz. Uh, what's he doing now? Well, I can tell you that uh, Austin O'Brien, who played Danny, has not been in a film since 2015. Um, and it won't be anything that you've heard of. So you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be pleased to know, Tom, he's not doing well. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Dance, on the other hand, I believe, is doing just fine. Yeah. I heard he's he's quite well liked. Um, what what happens to Ripper again? I forgot. Oh, yeah, he gets electrocuted. That's it. That's it. And then Arnold just stands up on the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah, that's not just, how it works. <laughs> I, I would have loved it if they found a way to defeat Ripper that wasn't just a cliche action movie trope. Are you eating tortellinis again? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think he might be. Um, because Possibly then eating cretin. I don't know. I just I, I feel like You're Sicilian doing... schmuck. <laughs> Guys, what have I told you about the anti-Italian rhetoric on this podcast? Do more. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I just I keep thinking yeah. that there the, the must have been a better way to. Um, end the film because it it, it doesn't seem to it's, it's just not a satisfying uh, final boss fight for me because it is just it's like it's back in jack slater again it's just him winning the day um i don't know i feel it could be a better way to to, to execute that sequence dracula Dra- yeah, yeah, yeah uh, uh, sure you know maybe... as dracula just just bring him in he, he probably would have done it I don't know if that had Dracula with Gary Oldman come out at this time. Uh, maybe. Mm, I'm not sure I would have. I'm not. But I mean, if you've got um, you know John McTiernan directing it, I think you just go and get like 
Bruce Willis to do something as well. Just get Bruce Willis into this film as well, and then there's your movie. Um, although the, the, there is that moment when um, Benedict pretends like he's run out of ammo. That's clever. I yeah, like that he's a smart villain, which yeah. I like. But but he's he's figured out how Jack Slater thinks because he still thinks it's a movie. So he pretends like he's done the classic. Oh, I've not reloaded. And they just needed a bit more of that in the real world where they were using their um, knowledge of how movies work to subvert each other in the real world. But it it, it just ends up with um, Danny like fly kicking the back of Benedict's head. Uh, how how does he manage Charles Dance is a very tall man how does Danny manage to he drop looks kick like him boomeranged into the back of Charles Dance <laughs> he does it's such a strange no, moment no, he, he doesn't kick him no he doesn't his own body hits the back of his head <laughs> oh I I genuinely laughed out loud when that happened because I couldn't work out what was going on. How is there a trampoline on the roof? Like, <laughs> it's not as if he's just like body slammed whiskers. Charles Dance is very tall, and there's no way Danny has that sort of core strength to get his whole body sideways into the back of into the back of Charles Dance. He just did like a flying spin. <laughs> It's so weird. This is what I mean. I just, I, it looks like at the end of filming, they just couldn't figure out how to end the film. And they just thought, let's just have him body slam Benedict's head. Why um, not? Like a full, like, WWE. Just... <laughs> God, see that? And he, like, dies. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. That would have been great. I just, I, yeah, I feel like the ending needed some other sort of um, movie cliche to make it work because it just, yeah. it, it falls flat. Yeah, it if, does. If, yeah, if Benedict's comeuppance would have been something that doesn't work in our world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it would have worked. But, or, 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 you know, or even if, if he just, I don't know, he just actually got arrested. Like, well, we had to investigate, but we found you now. You shot a man in his garage. Like, that would have been quite funny. Yeah, because literally just get shot by police in the face. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, because the the implication is the real world doesn't have police. Well, that's not right. Yeah, I don't we, I don't quite understand how Jack Slater is meant to be a PG thirteen movie, and yet Last Action Hero is a fifteen. <laughs> but all the violence happens in Jack Slater. Oh <laughs> uh, wow. That's um um that's too big for me to answer, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot even begin to figure out what's going on there. That's some matrix level shit. I'd agree with you though, Lewis. I really wanted him to just be arrested for some trivial reason. Yeah. Because he didn't pay the taxi driver. Jaywalking. <laughs> like get him for jaywalking. That would have been hysterical. Those things that they don't bother with in action films, he gets pulled up on like, oh, you have to conceal your firearm. You're going to jail. Yeah. Right. That would have been so much more satisfying to me. He's got an open container. <laughs> <laughs> just shoot him several times. like. Or he just gets an infection from putting lots of random shit in his eye. 
<laughs> that would have been great. Yeah, if he if he Carl Drogo'd it, I would have loved it. Uh, he just died from a, <laughs> from. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been excellent. About Back to the Future, and some scientist was talking about it, and you know, you said that um, they say they say it's very it's quite realistic, and that's how time travel would work. Well, they were saying when there's a bit where Marty McFly sits down to have lunch with his his father from in the past, and uh, they said that you would die from eating the food back in the past because your body's not used to what's in that food. Yeah, and I'm... I would love for Charles Dance just to like a Snickers or something and just die. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Benedict actually has a peanut allergy. So I just never came <laughs> oh wow! Right. The rest of this show is just figuring out ways that Benedict can die in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, you know, he just tries to go and then live his life and he doesn't understand how taxes work, how a mortgage <laughs> works. He can't get a loan because he doesn't exist. It's Good just, thing, I want a series of Benedict trying to make it an honest living in this <laughs> New York City and just failing. You know, he just stood at a Costco if it was like Rick and Morty and he just dies of old age, like he just, it, it does a whole montage of his entire life. And he's just love it. I just love it. He yeah, doesn't just... have a passport and he's clearly British. Get deported. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Great as well. When he's on his deathbed, Arnie just walks in and goes, I told you I'd be back. And then just shoots him in the head. Why <laughs> 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 not? That, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That would have yeah, but a really old, shriveled Jack Slater just Oh wow. I mean and why why are they having a movie premiere in the middle of the night as well? It is very late. (laughs) Yeah. Oh wow. Um I don't know what else to say about this film other than it's it's excellent. It's just great. What? You're uh, you're playing it a bit fast and loose with the word excellent there, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um. It's just one of those films that I feel like it's due. It, it's ripe for a remake in my in my eyes. I think they could redo this now, and it could be learning from where this went wrong we because have have we had like uh, a movie like this that you know an, an action movie parody i mean i was thinking not, deadpool not for a while is deadpool's kind of like that but it, it never it's more of a, a superhero parody mm. deadpool than, well, than we had back then we had all like the hot shots and all that kind of thing mm. the nearest thing recently maybe machete yeah yeah but that's yeah. still that's an action but movie. You could argue that Expendables is mm. sort of honing in on all these action movie tropes, and you know they don't they don't shy away from. No, it's self-aware, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. This film. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just processing this film. Like we 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 have just whizzed through the entire film, and it's it's such. Uh, a shallow film it's so easy just to discuss everything and not have to dive much deeper into it because everything's just a stupid gag and then you move on 
And it's just it's such a shame it never becomes a, a more thoughtful movie because it, it could have been a, a really interesting meditation on, you know, futurism and, and predetermined life. And it, it ends up just being here's a load of 90s B-list celebrities. Yeah, I think you've got high hopes there, Lewis. Yeah. I do. <laughs> that's I just that's what I wanted this film to be. Um I think little... it's interesting you said they should do like a series. Like I, I would love to see like a, almost quantum quantum leapy, you know, where he sort of like zaps yeah. into other films. Yeah. Like each episode is just a different film. Yeah, I mean yeah. you've 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 got the perfect plot device with that golden ticket. He could go into different genres of films. You you, you could make a really interesting series out of you know him being able to subvert every other genre. Um, because that is just an idea. It's like a time machine, you know. That that takes you to different places whenever you want to go to them. Yeah. But, but then but, each film just turns into action Hamlet, which I'm all for. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I mean, why has nobody made <laughs> the last action Hamlet? That's what I want to see. <laughs> oh wow. Um, according to uh, IMDb, um, Last Action Hero references 68 other films. That's a lot of films. Yeah. But that's exactly what that's that's this film yeah, in a in a nutshell. Too much. There's just too much. And there's too much of everything, but not enough of one thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. And really, if you're going to 68, reference one more thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Grow up, Tom. <laughs> Grow no. up. You oh, can't wow. say that. It's PG-13. Uh, okay. <laughs> so um, I didn't mention the box office numbers for this year. Um, like I said, that one of the big hindrances for this film was that uh, a week after they released it, Jurassic Park came out, which unsurprisingly topped the box office yeah. for the year. Um, <laughs> Imagine if it hadn't. good movies coming out. I mean. Last Imagine Action Hero Jurassic was... Jurassic Park was a forgotten class, like cult classic and Last Action Hero was a big movie. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if, you know, the week before Jurassic Park, this film comes out and audiences just love it, you know, and, and they just think, this is great. And no, and, and the week after, it's, it's just a load of second viewings of Last Action Hero. <laughs> uh, oh, we've seen this five times. Can we see the dinosaur film? Nah, it's... There is a, a, a crazy alternate reality where that's happened. But Last Action Hero, uh, 23rd <laughs> for the year, uh, behind oh such great films as Free Willy, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, excellent film. Yeah. And of course, Jurassic Park. Um, Although in this universe, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is played by Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. I want to see that now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, I know what line you were going for. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to do. It's really hard to do any Mrs. Doubtfire lines as Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> An Irish elderly Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> 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 
picturing Sylvester Stallone shoving his face into a cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. <laughs> that is all I want to see. Oh, goodness me. Because Sylvester Stallone cannot deliver dialogue at the pace Robin Williams can. And it would just fall on its arse if he tried to do that. <laughs> oh, I don't know when this became the We we Don't Seem to Like Sylvester Stallone podcast. <laughs> no, the thing is, we love Sylvester Stallone. We want him to be in every single film. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely do. Oh, goodness me. Um <laughs> do, do you guys have any any final thoughts on this um let's say masterpiece sure i got my random notes that don't fit well, oh yeah let's have tom's random notes that can't be fit organically into conversation all right this kid's bloodthirsty uh, <laughs> oh, okay he's just sitting in the cinema and being like oh yeah kill him <laughs> yeah i mean we haven't really touched on on danny that much because his his character arc is actually really sad because there's that whole scene when he takes jack back to his house like mom i've made a friend and it's like oh there's there's a really broken home life here for this kid because again the home invasion scene at the start of the film what 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 like what has he told his mom about this we got broken into by the way yeah, like she went to the police station to be fair, which was. But then they were like, "Ah, oh, no, go on. go home to the apartment that you just got." <laughs> yeah, like, it's broken. Into. It wasn't a crime because he didn't steal anything. Like, how <laughs> pathetic is your house that a robber breaks in and doesn't steal anything? Yeah, it's just I. I feel like there's a um. There's a sequel where Danny is um some sort of smackhead he's just traumatized that way in the space of 48 hours he he got broken into um dragged into a film nearly murdered 16 times thrown off a roof yeah um there's Can no you, way this kid's okay just slumped in an alley was like i was in a movie <laughs> <laughs> Sex Machina, just at the end he's like passed out with a needle in his arm <laughs> Imagine the whole thing. Uh, or, or, or he's trying to forget the whole thing. Like <laughs> that's why he's bloodthirsty because this is a really sad, lonely child. And again, it's just one of those themes of the film that they could have made it quite a poignant movie, and it just becomes he's just a he's just a stupid kid that has no friends. Yes, so and, and he's good. Next note: I hate this kid. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I want to see Jack Slater one through three. Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, God, that kid's obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> uh, boots are a bit gauche. <laughs> gauche. Uh, fuck this kid. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, to be fair, I did like this. Uh, when they go into Benedict, like crash through in the big car into Benedict's place. Yeah. It's like, this is for my my daughter, Punch. This is for blowing up my ex-wife's house. Slap on the wrist. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I forgot all about that. That's so good. That genuinely 
very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, oh, and wow. just, this moon is fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate this kid. There we go. Excellent. Well, guys, I feel get my hair cut. Do we have any final thoughts on this film before we go? Please don't make me watch it again. <laughs> oh, when, when when we reach like a like a, a landmark episode on this show, like our one hundredth episode, it's going to be a last action hero revisit. <laughs> I'm going to make it a point to discuss this film at least once a year as a, like a frame of reference to how our lives are going. Okay. Like, remember the last time we discussed this film and there was a plague. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Fitting. I think I've I think I've said everything I need to say about this film. But again, just it's some genuinely hysterical moments, some genuinely clever deconstructions of action movies, all just jumbled together in an absolute mess of a movie. And that's what it is. Yeah. But with great performances all around, pretty much. It's so weird. Oh well. Yeah. You couldn't afford Alan Rickman, but you could afford MC Hammer and Jean-Claude Van Damme. And Tina Turner in this film. Why is Tina Turner in the film? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Wow. Do you think the mayor of this city turns up to all of the crimes? (laughs) Yeah. And gets punched in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope so. That's the that's the Jack Slater films I want to see. I'm the calling it now. Someone, someone has to make the Jack Slater films just for real. Just yeah. get Arnie. Just get 78-year-old Arnold Schwarzenegger to do it. He's fine. <laughs> He'll do it. Get like John Cena or something. Oh, you know what? You just get The Rock, don't you? Just get Dwayne to do Jack Slater 1 through 3. And then... All is right with the world. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anything you want to say before we uh, call it a day? Uh, just thanks. For, if you are listening, which well done, uh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> if if you are listening and you've watched this film, really well done. <laughs> K- kudos to you for getting through not just the film but this episode as well. Yeah, send us a message or something if you've actually watched it. And yeah, if if you haven't watched this film, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> what what do you think we are talking about? Yes, Sicilian <laughs> schmuck. Yes, spaghetti slurping moron. <laughs> and Tom eats his tortellini right on cue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, well, yes, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, I don't know what we're discussing next time. Whatever it is will not be as good as this film. I can quite confidently say that. What a, what a, what a wild ride this was. Oh, boy. Cheers, guys. It's, it's just been nice for me uh, introducing you two to a film for a change. <laughs> it's just a shame it was this one. Yeah, try again. I'm so sorry. I thought this was my penance for making you watch Alien. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some sort of karma going on there. Ah, oh, good times. Join us good next times. week for Alien vs Predator 2. 
Electric Boogaloo. Oh, we are not far off. We are not far off doing that. Thanks, guys. Yes. And I guess I can actually say I'll see you next week. How exciting. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please uh, like, subscribe. um, And obviously, as always, don't tell Tom's mum. Yeah, cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.